Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to another, yet another, Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, Andy Goldstein. Incidentally, if you've collected all the podcasts up to this moment, let me tell you, you've won a prize. Now, of course, you haven't been stupid. Just pressing subscribe. It's that easy. Anyway, what a show we have got coming your way. And it begins with, of course, the news that Marco Silva, no surprise, has been sacked for not doing a good enough job at Everton. News broke of that dismissal when kickoff was on TalkSport. So Hugh Woosencroft, Joey McEnough and Bianca Westwood were reacting to the dismissal, along with Big Sam, or Breadhead, who's also on the show. The uh, bookmakers make you one of the favourites. Even if it was an interim role, is Everton a, a club that would interest you, you even for a short period of time? I couldn't say that at the moment. I mean, that's entirely up to Everton. and They uh, are in the position that last time I was there, I felt I did... Uh, a sterling job, but unfortunately there was a small minority of fans that didn't, for whatever reason, like the sort of football that I played. But there you go. Uh, I thought finishing eighth was a pretty good achievement, considering that it really wasn't my team. Like, But I wanted to develop that team, wasn't allowed to do so. So I think that it'd be more likely somebody like David Moyes for me, I would think, could do the sterling job the last time we were there. That was my, my question to you, actually. But you said they won't go back... Do you actually think that David Moyes is a possibility he will go in then? I think David would, yes. I mean, he had 11, 11 years of, of um, building the club uh, and because of his qualities and because of his good work in the market under restricted budgets at the time, he developed Everton into, into a very good club and, and initially as he developed the club, the football got better and better. I think at one stage, if you remember, uh, uh, David did actually qualify for for the Champions League. Mm. Um, it, it, it didn't go very well. I know that I think they got knocked out in the qualifying rounds, but they haven't been anywhere near since. So, uh, you know, David is uh, not working at the moment and uh, he doesn't live very far away. So I feel that possibly that might be the case for them to look at it. Of course, Bill Kenwright, who's still there at Everton, uh, really likes David. Over now to, of course, Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar with me. Andy Goldstein, two for the price of one. So I'm in this bit, and then you'll hear me again in the bit coming up. How about that, eh? Incredible stuff. I mean, it's value for money if ever I've... Anyway, it was a big night in the Premier League, mainly because Arsenal lost at home to Brighton. Lots of you wanted your say, and of course, the Sports Bar is where you can do just that. 
whenever I looked at the screen at the Emirates, there were quite a lot of empty seats, of course, as the, the game ebbed and flowed. There were even more. Well, what do you make I of mean, that? They're a broken fan base right now, aren't they? They are an absolute broken fan base. Still they... support your team. They're yeah, I... thick and thin. They're struggling, aren't they? They haven't won. They haven't won a Premier League game in two months. The last time they won was 6th of October. It's the 6th of December tomorrow. And they've got Man City next. They've got Chelsea coming up. I mean, this, they could be, and this is no joke, by the start of the year, they could find themselves in the bottom three. No, they couldn't. And, okay, well, where's, where's their next victory coming from? Where's their next, where's their next three they points? They can't be. Arsenal can't get bottom three. That won't happen. Oh, they got sorry. They got they got. Oh, they got West. They got West Ham. All right. Where's that? At? Sorry, they got West. They got West Ham. Where's that? That's going to be at the London Stadium. That is. That's at the London Stadium. Yeah. That's okay. This that's a tough game. That's a tough game. Right. That's a really tough you know game. That's, hang on. Is that on Monday night? Holy, is it Monday night? <gasps> that, so that is the next game. So they got Man, so they got they got West Ham away. Right. They've then got Manchester City at home. Right. That's two. Everton away. Well, you don't know who'd be in charge yeah, for Everton. No. Right. They then got Bournemouth away. Tough. They've then got Chelsea at home and Man United at home. They could be in the bottom three come New Year. That's unbelievable. Where's their next win? Where are you going, right, they'll win that one? The club, from the top to the bottom, has absolutely lost its way. It is clueless. It's got no structure. It's got no direction. Nobody there knows what they are doing. It shows in our recruitment. It shows in the way that we've let contracts run down, like Sanchez, Ozil, Ramsey, Wiltshire. I could go on. Well, like we've got Mertesacker now helping to coax the defence, which is like letting your Colonel Sanders look after your chickens. <laughs> I mean, it was part of the problem that we had in the first place back in our, in, in our defence. We went out and spent £72 million on Beppe when it was glaringly obvious that our major problems were in central midfield and in defence. We tracked Soyonku, who went to Leicester for I don't know how long. We never, we never got him. Johnny Evans. Mm-hmm. Like, even a caller said earlier on about Cahill. All of those three defenders are miles better than anything we've had at the club for I don't know how long in defence. And no one at that club can identify the right players for the right positions. I thought Emery, when we got in there, was going to be a good signing, but was, was going to be a good manager on his track record and everything. But I didn't even realise he couldn't pronounce Arsenal. He, he, he walks around that club, as I've said before, he walked around the club hardly ever speaking to anybody and him not speaking to anybody. It was clear that when the players went onto the pitch, they didn't know what they were doing. But the, the fact of the matter is, whatever manager we get there, we are going to struggle because there's no soul in that club, there's no direction, there's no infrastructure. And when people talk about getting our Arsenal back, forget about it. That has gone. While the Cronkies are there, while Josh Cronkie has to fly off to see his dad to ask him to make decisions because he never comes to Arsenal, doesn't care about Arsenal. This club, the soul of it, the depth of it and everything about it. I've lost my club. I don't think it's funny. I'm absolutely gutted. Stay there, Jake. We'll come back to you in a moment. Uh, the Moose, I think, has a very happy Brighton manager with him. I do, Graham Potter's alongside me. Graham, you do know that some managers try for years and years, decades, to win at Arsenal. You've done it twice in three or four years. Yeah, um, Thursday night, um, 2-1 scoreline, it seems that's the pattern. So um, I need to get onto the Premier League and uh, arrange next year on a Thursday evening as well, I think. Well, in all honesty, I mean, this was actually just as comfortable as, as last time, really. From what I remember of your Osterson's win here, that was fully deserved, and tonight was as well. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was comfortable. I didn't feel comfortable. That's for sure. On the on the side, we we had to fight. We had to show quality. We had to show courage, and we did that. I think um, really proud of the players. 
they uh, they gave everything and um, the character was amazing. So I'm really pleased for them for three points. But you, I mean, in all seriousness, you've had difficult games recently. Away at Man United, away at Liverpool, here. I mean, you know, you played well in all of them and finally mm. got some just you know, just desserts for it. Yeah, we've played five of the top six away from home, um, which isn't easy. But um, that's the league for you. That's the competition. We have to adapt to that and believe that we can get some. It's nice for us to be able to say that we can go away from home with top six and get a victory. Um, we've been doing a lot. We've been doing a lot well, but not enough to beat the teams that we've been, we've been playing against. Um, so now it's nice for us to get three points because ultimately that's what you judged uh, against. We know that, and um, I'm just delighted for the players and, right. and, and our supporters because they were they were amazing as well. The supporters behind the goal were were tremendous. Now we can head over to TalkSport 2. TalkSport 2? Yes, it's between TalkSport 1 and TalkSport 3. And Paul Coit and Rhiannon Jones, who do the breakfast show. What, you mean there's another one? Other than Alan Brazil? Yes, there is on TalkSport 2. Where's that? I just told you! Anyway, they had the father of Ronnie Rosenthal, Jim, on the show, talking about Joshua against Ruiz. I think Tyson Fury was about the only guy that gave Ruiz a chance, that late sub who came in at Madison Square Garden. Um, back in the back in the summer, and that was one a major sporting upset. And the fascination stems from it was: did Joshua just have an off night, or is Ruiz better than him? And um, has Joshua made a big mistake going straight back in against the same opponent and not taking a warm-up fight? Have we seen the best of Joshua? And uh, and watching some of the stuff coming back from Saudi Arabia this week, he's a confident fellow, Ruiz Jr., the, the Mexican, and um, and Joshua has changed. I think he's he's lost a bit of muscle. I think they want they want him to be a, a, a bit a bit more fluid, a bit more mobile. Sure. And um, but don't forget, he prepared for a completely different opponent. That that was that was the thing. And then, and then, and then Miller pulled out because he failed a drugs test, and all of a sudden this guy gets thrown in front of him. It's very difficult for a fighter once you've prepared for someone different. Um, to, to face a late substitute, and Joshua paid the penalty that night at Madison Square. It has all the makings. I mean, they've 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 built this this incredible 15,000 stadium. Only started building it in, in October. It's going yes. it, to come down. I think they've got some tennis, and it comes straight back down again. It's out in the desert. It's it's out out. It, the, the whole setting is is phenomenal. Really, I cannot believe there's ever been uh, a world heavyweight title fight in a in a setting anywhere like this. And um, that that is a, that is a peculiar fascination in itself, and where the where the fight is being staged. It's one of those sporting events that goes across the board, really. And I think everybody listening to you today would be thinking, "Oh, I've got to have a piece of that." Over now to the breakfast show, and usually I do some kind of clever, or not so clever, little joke about who's on, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I'll be honest, this next story from Ali McCoy was all over social media. It's absolutely fantastic about his barnet or lack of it. I've had a disaster. What's happened? Right, I went into my normal barbers, right? <laughs> I did, I went into my normal barbers. <laughs> but we Turkish boy in, in Renfrew. And I looked at him and I thought, something different about my day, right? But I thought it was the same guy. Um, I can now inform you it wasn't the same guy, it was his bra. So I sat down in the chair... You look like something that a clock were orange. Oh man, don't have me getting... <laughs> Sorry about the orange bit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I sits down and he looks at me and I said, ah, normal one, right? Because I, I get all the time. I said, right, ah, normal one, right? So he looks at me. So he said, all over. And I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not kidding you. He got the amp by grazer thing 
and drew a big tram line. He started right up the oh, middle of my head. And once that happens, you, you, there's no way <laughs> back. Um, so he must have looked at me, and my jaws clearly hit the barber's floor, right? And he went, he went, number one? I went, normal one, you stupid looking. Anyway, <laughs> it was a disaster. So, I mean, 15 years ago, frankly, I wouldn't have bothered my bonnet. But it might not be back. That's my point. If you'd seen my face when he drew that big tramline right up the middle of my napper. Over now to the mid-morning show, or the Jim and Natalie show, as I like to call it. Well, I don't like to call it. I mean, it's not something I've happy to Would you like calling it the mid-morning? I love calling it the Jim and Natalie. I've never had that conversation. Anyway, here's Glenn Johnson being quite critical of Jack Grealish, saying he's not at the top level yet, and people have hyped him up. Mm, really? I think he needs to learn the game. Mm. I think he needs to realise that because people keep saying and protecting him oh he needs help he needs protection no someone needs to tell him straight and just tell him the truth because blowing hot hair up the boy is not going to help him tell him the truth and help him learn the game um, because there's no doubt about his potential um, but to get better you have to learn um, and at the moment he keeps making the same mistakes that we've seen sort of week in week out really he's obviously a great player and one of his attributes is dribbling with the ball mm. but you have mm. to do it at the right times and in the right areas um, and for me yesterday he was sort of getting it a bit too deep setting off on runs too far out and then never really having a picture in his head of what he was actually going to do with it. In the Championship, he could get away with it. He can pretty much do what he likes. But at the Prem, you're not going to get away with what you could in the Championship. And it's easier to run on the pitch without the ball than it is with the ball. So every time he's having a touch, people will be chasing him, thinking, please have one more touch, please have one more touch. Because every time he's touching the ball, they're getting closer to him. So it gives, every time he's having those little touches in the dribble, then people are getting closer and closer and they're going to make the tackle. I don't think Jack helps himself in that situation. At this level, if you have too many touches, players are going to get drawn towards you and, and, and you're going to be a target. The quickest way for Jack to get protection is if he learns the game a bit quicker and m realises what's going to happen and releases the ball at the right time and stop dribbling into people, then I think then the, the tackles will come down. Because like I say, yesterday, obviously, we was both at the game and he got a lot of fouls, but there was a couple of them that were traditional fouls, shall we say, Half of them were him just running into trouble. Um, and then there's another few where he was using his body well and drawing the fouls. So you can look at stats in a certain way and read them a certain way, can't you? There is a big gap between a championship and a Premier League. There's no doubt the potential Jack's got, and, and, and I'm, I'm a fan of his. I think he's a good player, but for him to kick on, the Prem is different and you can't get away with what you could have in a championship. You're listening to Talk Sport Daily. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This episode of the Talksport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. 
To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Time now to head back to TalkSport 2. An Italian football expert, Sheridan Burr, joined Andrew McKenna to discuss the horrific headline that featured on an Italian daily newspaper. I know, I think it's worth remembering that these people who run Twitter are of a different generation to the bosses of Corriere dello Sport in Rome who decided that headline. Um, and something else that that headline, when I saw it, I immediately remembered I've got some 1970s football annuals in my parents' uh, loft, and they have pictures of Laurie Cunningham and uh, Cyril Regis uh, uh, below the headline "Black Power." So we had this kind of uh, this kind of thing in Britain many, many years ago. But now, thankfully, through generations of people realizing that diversity and people having a different physical um, aspect to you, realizing that this is normal and it's part of uh, modern life. You know, we don't see those things in the UK anymore, not to suggest for a minute that the UK is perfect. But I just think it's something that will change. But like I say, until a certain generation is, 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 is asked to retire, sent into retirement, if you will, you'll still see occasionally things like this that to them are seemingly harmful and a play on words, but are signs, are relics of, a, of a, an outdated way of thinking. Time now to hear from a real-life footballer. Oh, yeah, we have them on the podcast. This one is the Burnley defender, James Tarkovsky. He's been speaking to TalkSport's Don McGuinness ahead of the Clarets game at Spurs, which is live on TalkSport 2. Which, what, I've told you, move on. That's from 3pm on Saturday. A little bit of a dip from Burnley's point of view the last couple of games after doing so well against West Ham and Watford. Uh, what's the reason, do you think? I mean, obviously, Manchester City champions and they clicked, but... Has there been a, a little bit of a, a staleness about you the last couple of games? I fair. The Palace game was a really close game. Um, I think if you look at the chances in the game, um, we you'd probably expect us to t- probably score more than they did. I think they had two shots on goal and two of them go in. Um, we didn't play great by any means, but we still managed to, to create chances, to, at least to get a point out of the game. And obviously, against City in, in the week, it's always a difficult task. They score a couple of wonder goals, and, and we, we we weren't at our best. But as I say I, I wouldn't say it's a, it's a, it's sort of like a staleness. It's just a couple of difficult um, results. Um, but there's plenty more games ahead of us, and we look forward to. Them. Of course, you got a great one now because it's your first trip as well to Tottenham's new stadium. I mean, is that something that the players still get giddy about? You know, it's a new ground, it's a new experience. I do. I look forward to it, um, especially seeing it on telly, and it looks incredible. So I'm sort of looking forward to seeing the stadium beforehand, but then obviously concentrating on my job after that. And it is a Jose Mourinho side. I mean, Manchester United inflicted the first defeat on, on a Jose side. What do you expect, though, from Spurs? We've seen a few clips this morning, um, a bit more directness, but we know the quality they've got. Um, a, a, a sort of a difficult start to the season, don't make them a bad side. Um, and obviously now Mourinho's gone in, um, I, expect, I expect them to be right at it. Um, so it's going to be a tough day for us, but we're, we're sort of, we've, been, we've played against Spurs quite a few times recently and took some points away from them. Um, so hopefully we can do that again. Now a bit of history was made on Hawksby and Jacobs, where for the first time in their entire broadcasting career, there wasn't one funny moment. That wasn't something that was planned. That was only because Paul was away and Max Rushton was sitting in for him. She might find me attractive as I'm wearing my new bird's eye aftershave. Oh, what? <laughs> what, a fish finger based aftershave? Basically, yes. Crikey. Scent of the sea. Yeah. Ahoy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, what, it's what it's called. Stop it. Inspired by the company's bearded mascot. All oh, right. Captain Bird's Eye. 
I mean, he doesn't look the most... Not the plumber, Captain Birdseye. I mean, he doesn't look the most hygienic, does he? Well, I think they changed him. I think the old Birdseye Captain Birdseye... <laughs> he had a bit of a pong, did he? But well, this I don't one... know about that, but he was a bit on the Ken Bates side, whereas the new one's more George Clooney. <laughs> is Ken Bates smelly? I mean... No, I'm not saying that, but he's oh, yeah. more, you know, had that look about yeah, him. okay. Whereas, you know, the new one is played by Italian actor Riccardo Eserbi. Yeah. He's sort of much more in the Clooney envelope. Right, okay. So you can smell like a cod fillet. Okay. Basically, oh, they're right. not really. F- only 50 bottles of the Eau de Toilette have been created by perfumers to give away. too many, I would say. <laughs> Possibly. It's inspired by the hypnotic and in- evocative power of the high seas. This aromatic scent is reminiscent <laughs> of a fresh ocean breeze. <laughs> no fish so You too can get seasick at home. Bursting with top notes. <laughs> really? Of zingy grapefruit. Bursting with pilchard. <laughs> Sweet <laughs> mandarin and intoxicating patchouli. <laughs> Who's he play for? Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> Back now to the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show and Danny Higginbotham, not bottom. Everyone says bottom. No, no, no. B O T H A M. Botham. Like Botham City in Batman. Anyway, Danny was talking about Manchester United on the show. I was at the the Villa game at the weekend, and you know it was it was a below par performance uh, by them, no doubt about it. But they're able to they're able to play with more freedom when they, when they do play against the against the bigger clubs, and I think the results have shown that. You know they're able to utilise their pace, uh, which they did on a number of occasions yesterday evening. Um, you know, so it, it was a huge positive for them. I must say as well, I thought the lineup was was very good as well because you know you look who was on the bench. You had Juan Mata on the bench, you had Pereira on the bench, and he could have gone with either of those two, but instead you know he went with Greenwood and and played him up front, and more importantly played kept Rashford in the position, which definitely suits him better. Danny, what about uh, McTominay? How did he look? He was getting good reports as well. Outstanding, yeah, absolutely brilliant. He's been he's been missed in the midfield. I think you know when when you put Pereira and Fred together, I think what's what's happened in in recent times, the Sheffield United game and the Aston Villa game, they get dragged all over the place. They get dragged out to the left, out to the right, and they they do leave a huge space within that middle. Where with McTominay, you know you can see from Solskjaer's perspective the way that he speaks to him is that whatever job he wants him to do, he will do that. And I think he leads by example. Is a is a is a young player that's growing growing so maturely. He's like a captain material, and you know he has been hugely missing. You can see the difference that he made yesterday, without question. Talking about players defensively, but all shot front. Deli Ali looks as though he's he's loving the fact that uh, Mourinho's at the club. I mean, looking at third goal in three Premier League games. I think he scored three in the last seventeen under Pochettino, Danny. Yeah, he's he's playing with a he's playing with a sense of freedom now. Um, I did a piece now on Sunday, and the difference now is that he's playing so so much higher up the pitch. You know, yeah. under under Pochettino, I think he'd scored two goals this season, and one of the goals against Watford was when he was playing higher. Now you're seeing him getting closer to Kane, getting closer to Son, uh, Lucas Moura, or whoever else may be playing on on that side. He's getting close to him, and I think what Mourinho is trying to do is he's playing near enough with a with a with a six defensively, and then attacking four. And you know, people look at what Mourinho did at United and I think the problem was at United is that he didn't have a centre-back partnership that he trusted yeah. so United weren't scoring as many goals because all of a sudden you've got Martial you've got Rashford you had Lingard Lukaku at the time they're all actually playing 10 or 15 yards deeper so therefore whoever was playing as a centre-forward was finding himself isolated whereas now with Spurs okay yes we know they're conceding a number of goals but it's as always saying we'll defend with a six one of our full-backs can attack and our front four as in, as in Spurs' front four can just stay there and play closer together. Well, that's nearly it for another podcast. But of course, we couldn't leave you on a Thursday podcast show without By 
the way, which of course is part of the Andy Goldstein Sports Bar show Monday to Thursday from 10pm. Yeah, this is part of the show, a little bit like uh, Clips of the Week, but a sort of updated, newer version. We haven't stolen it at all. Well, maybe we have. But anyway, Jason Cuddy, ages ago, found out that a lot of people say, by the way, in a sentence for no reason. And since then, loads of you on social media tweet me at Andy Goldstein 05 or Jason at Jason Cuddy 05 saying, I've just heard Alan Brazil say, by the way, at 8.04 on The Breakfast Show. And we get loads of them and we put them all together. And it's quite funny, actually. So here are this week's By The Ways. By the way. 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 show now where we've realised there's an epidemic amongst talk sport presenters and sometimes guests. And callers. And callers where they use the word by the way. I mean, you just don't need it. We start off with drive time and Darren Goff with a completely unnecessary, doesn't need it, by the way. Well, uh, what about this aid? Here's how Sri Lanka voted for their Ballon d'Or winner, by the way. In fifth place. Don't need it. Why don't do you need throw it. that in? By the way, you just it, don't it, need totally that. Totally unnecessary. Why have you put the by the way in there? It's used three words there. He just doesn't need to by use By the them. way. Uh, okay, now, Sam Stevens. Okay. See if you can get through it without saying okay. Okay, regularly uh, contributes here on By The Way, who usually squirms when he does a By The Way, but now he's totally unaware. I think that the, the, it looks like, even if he does manage to get out of it with a win, and By The Way... Because <laughs> usually he goes, oh, I've said it again. The Burnley boss, Sean Dyche. Yeah. Loves a bit of by the way. It's not easy. There is there is stress. There is pressure in the Premier League, quite obviously. But I just want him to keep playing with a smile. And and he's hard. He's an hard kid to get a smile out of. By the way. <laughs> I mean, that was quite that's necessary. I'd say you don't need it. You don't need him. You don't need it. I don't it. quite like that. It one. means nothing. It absolutely means nothing. Mark Saggers now jumping in with a VAR BTW. Let's completely do it differently. Here come Arsenal down the right hand side. More he's off. By the way. <laughs> hey, by the yeah, way, he's off. off. By the way. See, that sort of works there. Woodsy now trying to bury a by the way. That's mentality for the, for around the whole club, I'd say. Mm, okay, that was our look ahead. Who's going to win, by the way? It was. It was under a breath, wasn't it? Yeah, by the way. She, by the she, way. She obviously forgot to, to do Here's it. Here's Beaky getting creative with a rhyming, by the way. I don't think I saw any fight, and that just says the writing's on the wall for him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, by the way, this is home and away. By the way. Nice. Back to Brecky now. Here's Big Al with a rapping, by the way. Win the game, suddenly he's got his chance mm. and he, he stays in the side. Yeah. Okay. What I, by, the, by the way, who do you fancy Saints and what? Let's have it one more time. What I, by, the, by the way, who do you fancy Saints and what? What I, by, the, by the way, who do you fancy Saints and what? It's the quickest by the yeah. who was it? Was it McQuisty? Um, wasn't it? Did that? By the way, who do you fancy? Yeah. He did a great. By the way, we should do a Christmas. By the way, they're the best ones. Uh, okay, this is the best. I think here is a game of by the way tennis from Ian Holloway and Alan Brazil. Wouldn't that be great? I think they both do well as well. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, don't uh, count out not, Fulham. By the way, not no. this Saturday. Next Saturday, one more time. It's just splendid when you hear it like that. I mean, three is probably the magic number, isn't it? Do well as well. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way... Don't uh, count out not, Fulham, by the way. Not yeah. this Saturday, next Saturday. Incredible, isn't it? Incredible. I love that Big Al just completely blanks him as well. Good work, everyone. Keep tweeting me yeah. and Jay when you hear them. Those were tonight's By The Ways. By The Way. 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 
Well, that's it for another podcast. Isn't that's it for another week. Oh, surely not. What about TalkSport 2? Where is it? I've told you where it is. <gasps> my goodness, how many times? You're worse than my kids. Anyway, thank you for listening as always. Don't forget to listen to the Trans Europe Express on Sunday. And then, of course, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar Monday to Thursday from 10pm. Have a wonderful weekend. Stay with TalkSport. Oh, that could be like a, a new little catchphrase. Stay with TalkSport. Mm. No, I'm not really a company man. That won't work. Go to whatever station you want. Makes no difference to me. I don't really care. Of course I don't. I'm only joking. Virgin or TalkSport is where it's at. Although Magic FM do sometimes on Rick Astley night have a good 10 till 1 session. Not at night. That's when I'm on. In the morning. Anyway, enough about that. Thanks for listening. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you Desert you. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The Talk Sport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.